Giddy up and oom papa mau mau. Buddy talks to all four of the Oak Ridge Boys today on the Music Universe podcast. Happy for you. I am just so happy for you, buddy. I, I, you know, we were going to do this one together. I had to host a forum. I'm just coming off the forum. That's why I look like a business person, had a different background behind me, the whole deal. Um, but you took this, you ran with it, and you told me it was a lot of fun, but you said you wanted to wait to tell me about it until we were on here. So tell me all about it. Come on, come on, come on. All right, all right. So awesome speaking with all four gentlemen from the Oak Ridge Boys. You know, when I got on this interview, it was as if we had known each other for years. Yeah. They were super sweet, super cool guys. They knew we had come to the Christmas show last fall because um, uh, uh, Dwayne mentioned that to me. And uh, we, we talked about everything. I mean, they got a new album, Front Porch Pick and Do Out, June 11th. Two singles are already out. And uh, they're just doing the media rounds. They got tour dates scheduled, um, which I'll tell you more about. But the big news I wanted to tell you that I think you're going to enjoy, they're returning to Opryland at Christmas. Yes, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. <laughs> I, it is now I, a tradition. I, it's now a tradition. I don't know. I've got plenty. Aha! Of this is why you wanted to wait until we were on the air so that yeah. I could put it on the record that we did it once. And I'm going to text Jesse Beth and I'm going to tell her the Oaks are back at Christmas. Nag your dad. We're going to Nashville. That's what's happening. We'll see. I'm not putting that in writing. There's enough trips in the books already this year. I, I don't know. If things work out, maybe I'll already be living there. But for now, that. That's what's happening. They are returning, and it'll likely be a different show than what we saw. But it is right. exciting because uh, I no press release has been come out yet. So uh, Joe Joe mentioned that, and uh, he did divulge a little bit into it. Uh, so you'll have to watch the interview for that. Right. I assume they don't know anything about what they'll have to do for social distancing or anything like that, because you know the guidelines will probably be vastly different by December. Um, if there are any at that point, I'm praying, um, you know, that there won't be, but, um, you know, it'll be exciting that they have that residency again. So we have that to look forward to and, uh, plenty more. I mean, we spoke for like 20 minutes. They were a little early. I wasn't quite ready, but, uh, we, we got through it and, uh, it's exciting. So here are the Oak Ridge boys. Oak Ridge boys. Welcome to the music universe podcast. How are you fellas doing? Doing, doing great, good, buddy. Thanks yeah. for having us, man. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you all showing up. I know, Joe, we spoke about this time last year um, and you guys just you, you were stuck. You couldn't do anything. What's it feel like to finally start getting new music out there and hopefully touring again? Well, I think, buddy, that the, the new music is a big deal. Uh, getting to record last August, go in the studio together and, and, and see each other, be with each other, to react creatively with each other and Dave Cobb and a couple of great musicians. And to put out an album like this has been very, very cathartic for all of us. And uh, because it's a meaningful album with meaningful songs. And uh, I think it's going to mean a lot to people. And as far as tour schedule goes, we're getting there. We're surviving a show at a time here and there. And it's fixing to get busier and busier and busier. And if the shows that are in the book stay in the book, we're going to have a busy rest of the year. And maybe, just maybe, we'll be back to a little more normal. I know when we talked last year at this time, man, we were shut down. Mm -hmm. they, they turned our switch off like they did everybody in the music industry. Everybody was home. Everybody in our circumference of being was out of work. And uh, it was tough times for a lot of people, not just us, but a lot of people. And um, I guess it's how you get through it. 
and we're very thankful that we've gotten through it. We're all healthy. We're strong. We're singing good, feeling good. And uh, we're about to get out there and do a bunch more singing. And with this new album coming out on top of it, I don't know. It's just real good timing for us. Awesome. Yeah, the new album is called Front Porch Singing, and it's out June 11th. Tell us about uh, what we can. I know a single's out today as we record this, and uh, I think you had one out before. Uh, tell us what uh, fans can expect to hear on this album. Well, there's a lot of songs on the album that might be considered uh, old songs because we wanted to capture what it would be like if the Oak Ridge Boys were out on the front porch. What would we sing? Uh, well, we would probably sing some old gospel songs, some new gospel songs, some old country songs, some new country songs. We'd song, sing songs that we grew up singing. And that's really what Dave Cobb wanted to capture. He had been to our Christmas show, which I think you came to our Christmas show too. He did, yeah. And if you recall, we have a segment in our Christmas show, uh, which we call the fireplace scene, where mm -hmm. we get in our rocking chairs. And we all take time to uh, discuss and share stories of how we grew up in four different states all of us sharing different ways that we grew up and how we celebrated Christmas and, and just tell stories and sing a few songs while we're there. Well, David Cobb came to our Christmas show and he just fell in love with that relaxed type of feeling that we had in those, uh, those rocking chairs. He said, we got to do that. We've got to do it on the front porch. I want to get you guys on the front porch and, just having, have you singing songs that you've known all your life. We'll get some, some of our best writers to write some new songs that fit in with that type of a vibe and that attitude. And we'll find songs from every genre, but songs that everybody knows or can sing along with. That's how the project started. And we started finding songs. We started having songs written and it just developed very quickly and I think uh, I've heard Joe say this. We may have recorded one of the best albums we've ever recorded in our career. Wow. Especially for this day and age that we're living in. Like I said earlier, all the loss and sacrifice, you need songs right now that uplift you and uh, that make you feel good. And I, I think we've accomplished some of that on this album, a lot of it actually. And I think it'll be meaningful uh, to people if they, if they get to hear it. Yeah, and Life is Beautiful released as of uh, today, like I said, and um, is that kind of a reflective look at what we've all been through and why, you know, we're down here? I don't think it was meant like that to begin with. Uh, I liked it because it was a great song. Mm -hmm. And when it came time to record it, it started taking on more meaning because uh we really needed the message of that song because we recorded in August of last year when we were at the height of, of the pandemic. And there's a line in there. I've heard, uh, I heard William Lee and Joe in, in adjoining dressing rooms while we're working here today, talking about one of the lines in the song, somewhere in the world, the sun is shining bright. Well, we're all looking for that bright sun shining light right now to come shining down on us and get us out of this pandemic 
where we can see the sunshine again and bring light onto a new day and uh, have things to return to some sort of a new level for all of us. And I think that song has taken on a whole new meaning, another level of meaning than when we first found it. Uh, when we first found it, it was just a great song that was kind of like an earworm. I couldn't get it out of my head. I just loved it so much. I had no idea it would take on such a, an important meaning uh, later on as we recorded it. People in the world over the last 13 months have thought more about dying than they have living. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time we start thinking a little more about living. And a song like Life mm -hmm. is Beautiful reminds us of how beautiful it is. I mean, we, we've talked about a lot of death. We've experienced a lot of death. We've all lost friends uh, to this pandemic and, or uh, something else along the way. But it's been a sad time. And it's time for the sun to start shining again on us, yeah, like Dwayne just said. And uh, I think new music does that. New creativity does that. It, it, it brings you out of the darkness, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, we're ready to get out of that darkness right now, man, and get back out there and start singing and uh, for people to start hearing these encouraging songs again. I, I think we all need it. We need it. And I, I think everybody does. And uh, it's time to start realizing that life is beautiful and the sun is shining. Yeah, I I agree. And, and like you mentioned earlier, Matt, uh, he lives in D.C. I'm in Bakersfield, California. We met in Nashville, saw opening night of your Christmas tour, and it was like you guys never even stopped. So a two part question here is what did it feel like to finally get back after all those months being away performing and actually being home for Christmas? Because you guys usually do a Christmas tour. And then what? um what did how how were you guys inspired with the turnout that you guys got because that was such a great and heartwarming show well we were so blessed that Opryland hotel kept the dates where we could just work and do our christmas show we did a residency at gaylord Opryland hotel in case the people didn't know where we did 29 shows uh from november 20th to december 25th we only had a few days off, maybe one day a week, uh, where we could uh, kind of uh, just kind of let our vocal cords rest. But it was, it was a lot of work, 29 shows in that about six-week period of time. But it saved the year for us. It saved Christmas for uh, all of our families that depend on the Oak Ridge Boys for a living, our band, our crew, our staff. And we were very thankful that we just had work to do and we enjoyed singing and toward the end of those Christmas shows, the Oak Ridge boys and our band, we were playing and singing so good. I was so proud of our group. I, I thought those were some of the best Christmas shows we have ever done. And we're going to do them again this year, this uh, starting in November, all the way through to Christmas day, we'll be doing our Christmas uh, shows at the Opryland hotel again. And you know, the thing is, man, had we uh, had we had that big Christmas tour like we normally do for 30 years booked, uh, probably most all of those shows would have went away, like mm -hmm. from Billings, Montana to whatever, Illinois. They would have probably canceled like the earlier months had canceled and then we'd be stuck at Christmas with nothing to do. Every every act in town, I think, was looking up to the Oak Ridge Boys because we had the gig <laughs> and uh, it, it was a magical thing for us. It came at a perfect time. And then. 
like Dwayne said, we felt like we were singing so good. And then all of a sudden Christmas came and went and boom, we were back home again with nothing to do for a while. But uh, it sure was a blessing to get to go down there and sing every night. And I must say Gaylord Opryland did a heck of a job maintaining the protocols. I mean, they put it in a bigger room than it was originally scheduled for. They spaced the people out. Nobody got sick. Everybody was able to perform. We would drive up in our cars or trucks to the backstage, get on the bus, which is parked there, change clothes, walk in, no meet and greets, no communication with nobody, walk on stage, sing our Christmas songs, walk off stage, change clothes, go back home. And so here we were, although we were still home every night, we were doing this big show every night. And it was, it was great, man. It was, it was a blessing. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it was great seeing opening night and getting to hear, it was my first time seeing y'all and getting to hear, you know, a few of the hits with the Christmas was just really magical and the effects. I don't want to give it away for those that may go this year, but uh, it was really cool. So since you said you guys are doing it again this year, could it be a new annual tradition perhaps? Well, we don't know. I mean, it could be. It could be. We lo we loved it last year, actually. I wondered if I would, to be honest, because I'm so used to that big Christmas tour on the road. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a magical tour every year, has been for 30 years. And I wondered if it would work every night in the same place. But it did. And I think it'll work again this next year. And if they want to do it another year or so, I, I think we'll we'll consider it. In fact, Operating got in touch with us just the other day and asked if we just change the show up just a little bit for repeat customers. I told him, I said, I will change the show up a bunch. You won't believe it. <laughs> so they won't get the same thing no they'll, they'll get some of the same but it will change it up a lot for them that is awesome and you guys mentioned back to the album that you started recording last august correct so were you guys all in the studio together or did you guys have to stay uh distant where well, we uh we read all the protocol we read all the rules we uh we went by the rules uh for example i went in the side door of the studio I never once went into the control room, uh, which I usually go in there and listen to every playback. Mm -hmm. But I never once went into the control room. They did, they played it back for us out in the studio. They had our microphones socially distanced from each other. We had a long uh, set of tables where we could sit and look at the lyrics and chord charts and song titles and pick them out do the planning for those of us who got there early. We, had, we were socially distanced for the whole, we, we went by the rules and we had no problem doing that. Wore our masks until it was time to sing. And uh, we were good. We, uh, we, uh, we went by the rules and, and we cut a good album and everybody else went by the rules. And uh, I, th I think probably it helped us to concentrate on what we were there for. And that's to cut a major album that had a lot of meaning and purpose in, in recording it during these times. And I think probably we might've succeeded. Well, yeah, I know we're looking forward to hearing that. And the artwork, uh, the photos were filmed, uh, I guess, uh, photographed on your uh, front porch, right, William? Uh, the photograph on the album? Yeah, we cut yeah. on your... Uh, that was, uh, yeah, we, we did some of them out at our home. Yes. Uh, we did the ones where the, the front side of it was done at a studio, but the, uh, with a white background, mm -hmm. but the other ones were done out at our home out there. It's an old home. It's an old historic home. 
was built uh, before Tennessee was a state. So, uh, wow. yeah, we kind of had the old, old home, old South home atmosphere out there. Yeah, no, it looked uh, beautiful from, uh, I saw a segment on Entertainment Tonight that you guys were recently profiled on. It look, looks gorgeous. Yeah, Entertainment Tonight was there and uh, I thought they did a great job. And uh, But yeah, the, the album is creating a lot of excitement here. Certainly, it's, we've been dealing with excitement now for almost a year mm -hmm. since we went in the studio last August and, uh, and recorded the album. So uh, anyhow, and it's good to be here with you today. So oh, well, thank you for having the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate it. I, I got a couple more before we go. Uh, Joe, you mentioned earlier about uh, touring. What uh, Are you able to reveal what that kind of looks like at this point? Oh, yeah. Uh, we've played a date here and there this year. Not many. In fact, we've done four. I think we've done four shows so far this year. And for normally this time of the year, we've already done 80 shows for crying out loud. But uh, May, we have a few shows booked in May. June gets better. July has always been kind of light, but it's we've got several good shows booked in July. We, all the fairs and festivals and outdoor amphitheaters that all went away last year, most of them have come back for this year. So once we get into the summer, from summer through December, unless there's some big outbreak that shuts everything down again, uh, all these dates look like they're locked in pretty good. So uh, I think we're going to be out there quite a bit. And, you know, about, about 80 to 85 days for the rest of the year. Counting the Christmas. Oh, but great. yeah, they, yeah, we've got a lot of places to play. And like I said, it looks to me, I mean, we're doing like press for these dates. We're, we're, we're talking to people, talking to radio in these places. Richard, you've been doing interviews. Yes. I know for some yeah. of these dates we've got coming up. So, so far they're going to play. And one of the big keys to me right now is this big, huge festival in Wisconsin, Country Fest. Mm -hmm. It is a gigantic, regular country music festival with all kinds of acts playing for three or four days. People come and camp out and 30, 40,000 people in a field. And that was one of the first dates last June to cancel. Mm. And it was sad to see it go. And then, of course, all the big outdoor venues canceled last year. But this date is still in the book, and they're promoting it heavy. They are tweeting the daylights out of it, Facebooking it. They are selling tickets. And so, to me, a big barometer of what may come this summer is, is uh, watching Country Fest looking like it's going to play. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. We, we definitely need that back back in our lives because we yes. so much. Um, and uh, Richard, hearing your voice live for the first time, hearing all of y'all's voices live for the first time was amazing, but Matt wanted me to ask you, do you face challenges with sound systems because of how low your voice is? <laughs> I don't know if it challenges the sound system, <laughs> but I have to give, I have to get our, our sound people a lot of credit. The, the guys who do mix the sound for the house, Marco, and the guys that do our ear monitors, they set it up just right, and they kind of help make me sound really good. <laughs> Maybe better than I really sound, but uh, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, and uh, it's 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 what what I love doing. It's what we all love doing, and uh, I think you saw it reflected in all of us when we were on stage when you came to see us because we love doing what we do. Yeah, it, it's amazing, and we know Elvira is celebrating 40 years. <laughs> who who would have thunk it, right? Who would have thunk it, man? 40 years ago, that's, we realized the first time we sang it on stage that, uh-oh, 
we've got something big here. People were going crazy when we sang it the first times out there. We backed up from and looked at each other like, what in the world is going on? And we called MCA back then from Spokane, Washington and Portland, Oregon, and some of those places we were playing in early 81. And when we were just going to put a few new songs on the show, we had cut Elvira as one of the songs on Fancy Free. And the places just went bananas. So we told MCA, hey, you better release this. Something really weird's going on with this song. And they released it and it came out in March of 81. And from March till June, it sold millions of singles and was just a monster country hit. And then all summer long, it spilled over into the pop market. And so for all of 1981, uh, the whole nation, every age group, every group period was singing Oom Papa Mau Mau with the Oak Ridge Boys. And to see that it's still just as big a deal 40 years later is just mind boggling. I mean, at night on a big show, like just the other night in Utah, we had a big, huge crowd. And except for everybody in a face mask out there, it was felt very normal. Mm -hmm. And when I said, let's sing Elvira, the whole place stands up like it's the hallelujah chorus, man. <laughs> and they sing it with us. And it's just a magical stage moment for us. It has been now for 40 years and we are just blown away with the success of Elvira, even though, like I've said on an interview earlier, we're in the Country Music Hall of Fame, not because of Elvira, but because of our body of work and our contributions all these years. That's how you make it into a Hall of Fame. And, uh, but Elvira is certainly a big part of our lives and our career. And um, it's still unique to see how it still plays 40. Yes, I said 40 years later. Elvira is a grandmother now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe a great grandmother, but I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you what, in 81, there was no internet, there was no personal computers, unless you had one of them old Commodore VIC 64s, which you're too young to remember. But I mean, the Apple Macintosh didn't even come out till 84. There was no internet till 86. So yeah. in 81, Ronald Reagan had just been elected president that fall, past fall. So I mean, we're going way back in time here, and a song that has survived all of that all of this time, pretty amazing. Yeah, the song actually has a few years on me. Uh, I was going to bring that up. Uh, today's my birthday, and I know three of you are celebrating this week, right? Thank you. You guys, too. Well, uh, Richard is uh, Saturday, the 24th, yeah, and Dwayne's the 29th, and our piano player, Ronnie Fairchild, has been with us for over 40 years. He squashed in the middle there on April 27th, so we're celebrating a birthday week coming up, yeah. Yeah, I saw that tweet, and I'm like, oh, we're, we're going to chat. So that, that would be awesome to bring it up. Uh, and then one more before we go, Joe. I, Matt will kill me if I don't ask how your cats are. Oh, well, tell Matt my cats are great. You know, I, I once had a lot of cats. I'm down to four. I've got one old girl that's 18 that's struggling a little bit, mm -hmm. and I got three boys. Meow, meow. <laughs> yeah, me and my cats. I'm, I'm, always, I'm, I'm guilty of tweeting about my cats all the time, yes. Nothing wrong. I've got four cats, five dogs, and a bunch of other animals because oh, my daughter. So it's it's Wait a, a whoa, 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 whoa. Four cats, dogs, and other animals? Yeah, four cats, what? five dogs, two guinea pigs, two chinchillas, and a hamster. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I have a team. We're all loose in the same place together. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the other animals in, in like a other room, but the dogs and cats, they mingle with each other. They're, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You're an animal guy. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, I don't know what I'd have done this last year or so without my cat. I'll be real honest. I've got one particular cat that's kind of my cat, mm -hmm. and he's with me all the time. And uh, last year when this pandemic hit and everything was so uncertain, 
and we were sitting home for like week after week after week, wondering if there was even any, any future or what was going to happen or are we all going to die? I mean, you know, I mean, who knew what? It was just nothing but uncertainty. And uncertainties can be one of the worst things that you face. And um, you try to stay positive and, 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 you know, we're Christian men. We believe in the Lord and you count on the Lord and you count on some prayer to get you through. And it does. And uh, but I got to tell you, sometimes an animal companion like that, it, it helps. It helps as well. Oh, ab absolutely. And uh, guys, it was such a pleasure. Appreciate you all coming. If you have anything else that you wanted to add, feel free to add that before we go. Well, I'll just say one more time, Barry, thank you for having us on here. Thanks for talking about Front Porch Singing. Album drops June 11th. If you go to wherever music is, uh, is downloaded today or, or, or streamed, uh, Love, Light, and Healing. And just today, as we're speaking here today, uh, Life is Beautiful is available for download. So thanks for letting us talk about it, man. Oh, absolutely. Anytime and look forward to hopefully seeing you uh, back on the road uh, this summer. That'll be great. We appreciate the music universe. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Take care. Life is Beautiful is out now. And uh, there's just so much, uh, so much joy from them. Just like I wasn't in a weird mood or anything, but it's like their interview kind of lifted me up more just speaking to them. And uh, it, it's, it was great. So like I said earlier, it was like we've known each other. And as you saw on the video that they, they were talking as that. And, and Joe, at the end, I asked him about his cats, as you saw. And he, he says he has four, but one is 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the end. That's, well, not the end, the end. But like you're, you're getting up there and if a cat lives into their 20s, that's rare. Yeah, and I mentioned, you know, hey, how many cats and dogs and all the other critters I've gotten, they, they all are like, wait, what? They all live? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my goodness. I'm jealous that you that you got to do that, but I love the Oaks. They feel like friends to me because we've seen them so much, and we've talked to Joe a couple of times specifically, and I had Richard a couple of years ago on my other show, and I, I just love those guys so much. They're just... They're just a joy. So I'm glad you get to have some one-on-one -on -one time while I was doing my other thing. Um, you know what's funny? Joyful. Uh, what's that? was. And what was funny, it, it kind of stuck with me. Uh, I believe uh, at the end, Joe called me Barry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, buddy Barry, uh, maybe you have a new nickname now. I mean, it's better than your real name, which I won't say on air. Anyway. <laughs> see, see, this is where I just... I just tempt him into flying across the country and murdering me. <laughs> oh, you're going to be coming to Vegas this year. So I might do that. <laughs> yeah, that that's happening. That's a, we got to do a whole other show in the lead up to Vegas to like, if it's oh, happening. Will, because, you know, a, a key proponent of what um, Joe had said uh, when I mentioned tours um, that everybody's heavily promoting these dates that they have. And, you know, yeah. by now, of course, they've already done 80 dates. They've only done four. But they've got 80 booked, including the Christmas residencies. So uh, it sounds like everything's going on as planned. He said everyone's heavily promoting them. And, um, you know, they, they've got restrictions they got to deal with. Everybody does at this point. But best deal with the restrictions and see live shows again rather than be rogue and shut the country down. I mean, we I cannot, I'm with you there. I want the restrictions to be lifted because I don't want to give that inch. I don't want to be going to concerts with masks for the next five years, but 
we do have to take baby steps. And yeah. even mainstream outlets are already calling for us to stop wearing masks outside, which I haven't been doing anyway, because like if you're outside by yourself and it's beautiful weather, what's oh, the point? Yeah. But that's all political discussion we won't have to get into. Let's keep it light and happy, just like the Oak Ridge Boys. The Music Universe Podcast, I'm Matt. And um, buddy, thanks for listening. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us on themusicuniverse.com. Thank you.